views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. Oh, my gosh. This is so incredible. We are going to be chatting with my friend, colleague, co-host, Dr. Friedman Chaub, because I have never, I have done 13,000 shows in 13-something years. I don't even know how many. Uh, But the point is, I have never done a show on this topic, ever, Benny, ever. Ever, 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 ever? I have never done a show on this topic. And that's why I love Dr. Friedman Schaub. It is like the people he works with around the world. If you are stuck in fear, if you are stuck in anxiety, and you're tired of being stuck in fear and anxiety or any other place in your life, this is the person you want to give a call. And we're going to let you know how to do that throughout the show today. You know, my... uh, as I was sitting here and I was just kind of thinking about my relationship with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Now, look, don't go there, folks. It's not that kind of relationship. But our, <laughs> our friendship and how we've been so supportive of each other for a, a, a lot of years, I'm really struck by how he has been able to come to the forefront in his own life, make some of the toughest decisions that I'm so glad I've never had to make. And go out into the world, write a brilliant book, an award-winning book, like The Fear and Anxiety Solution, and then step out and help people all over the world. Not just about a temporary Band-Aid solution, but literally help them move past addictions, phobias, step into a self-empowering life. You know, he has an incredible breakthrough program, which he teaches folks, which you'll hear a lot about today. But it doesn't really matter if you've got anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, chronic pain. You know, this is something he knows a lot about. Why? Because he's had to go through his own life, make some of the tough decisions, decide, am I going to go in this direction and follow my life's path, my heart? Or how about if I go in this direction and perhaps make a lot, a lot of money? follow, you know, family footsteps and perhaps not be happy. Well, not perhaps. If you've heard the previous shows we've done about his own story and journey, I'm telling you, he should write a memoir. Today's show, The Empowered Self Series, The Empowered Self. Are you ready for this? I've never done a show on this topic. Benefits of comparing yourself to others. I cannot wait. Dr. Friedman, where the heck did you come up with this topic? Well, I'm a master in comparing myself with others, so I definitely (laughs) had to find a twist on it, making it positive. No, but seriously, I think, you know, like everything, there are two sides to the story, and uh, I want to also talk about the downsides of comparing yourself with others, which I think most of us are uh, aware of. 
but then there are also benefits. And so we want to look at, at both. It's, a, it's something we do all the time, but we don't either notice it or we don't really talk about it. We don't. And I love that you picked this because I thought, all right, I, I wasn't I was actually going to Skype you, talk to you before the show. And I thought, no, I'm not, because I love being surprised by Dr. Friedman Schaub. I love it. I love being surprised. And you are such an inspiration for so many. I want to start this question out because you actually did start it out by talking about how you uh, how the topic is important to you, because that's what you do now. If you're like me and you're like you, and we've kind of grown up in sort of an academic world and other worlds where comparison is the norm, it is an enormous burden to move beyond, if I might say, Dr. Friedman. Have you found that out for yourself? Well, try growing up in a little tiny town of 3,000 people in the Black Forest. Comparison is definitely a, a daily entertainment. And, you know, my parents were especially since they were both the the resident physicians of this little town, very, um, you know, conscious about what from the outside, you know, we looked like and what the the family appeared. So there was always this comparison with others as a way for us to, you know, stay in shape and uh, be on track and do what we are supposed to do. And so it was it was a way for for them also to maybe, you know, make us motivated or they thought at least it would motivate us. And the worst they could do was telling me that uh, there was this other boy in the that was, you know, who was born uh, pretty much like at the same time I was born in the same hospital. And when I didn't really behave the way I was supposed to behave, they they said, well, they probably mixed you up in the hospital and this really nice boy is actually our real son. And that really, really scared me. And it also hurt me until I was like a teenager. And then I said, whatever, <laughs> because then it didn't really affect me as much. But I was always feeling that I needed to look at the person above me and the person who is better than me and then aspire to become somehow as successful or as uh, you know as uh, nice and uh, whatever it was and i noticed that that had worked for a long time until it didn't any longer and there are good reasons why comparison when we do it this way doesn't really have uh, you know a long lasting positive effect on us well and you know we live in a society in a world right now where comparison is literally the way we we operate in social media. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I'm I'm just a tad, just a tad, Dr. Friedman, just a tad older than you. But when <laughs> I was growing up, we were not connected. I mean, I lived in the Bronx. The only way that I knew that, like, my friend over in Pelham Bay was having a thing going on and could compare is if I got on and I took two trains and a bus, right, mm. to have a face-to-face -face mm -hmm. to find out, you know, we didn't, we, we weren't plugged into our cell phones 24-7. You know, we weren't in this world where comparisons were happening. And, you know, the world we live in now, the latest statistic says that 92% of moms in the United States and America, 92% own cell phones. Out of that 92%, 73 of them carry them around, plug in, listen to podcasts. That is like millions and millions and millions of moms. That is not right. the world I grew up with. How do we not compare? 
Well, I think this is exactly the question, you know, what is actually the way of comparing ourselves? Because comparing ourselves is actually very natural. I, I mean, I wasn't necessarily there when the the you know stone age people were in their caves and looking how one guy was maybe slaughtering an animal and then they were thinking well maybe i should do it this way i mean we definitely have comparison also as a learning tool and we are not uh, you know the lone wolves in the world we are actually tribal people who need to somehow relate to each other and so there is a place for comparison but then there is also what you just mentioned, the comparison that is actually a, an unrealistic way of comparing ourselves. There was actually an interesting study that was done about earnings. And um, basically people were surveyed uh, about their level of happiness in regard to how much money they made. And what they found is that people that lived in a neighborhood that uh, you know was let's say on average and the median seventy thousand dollars a year and they made a hundred thousand dollars a year those people really felt good about themselves were they happy because all their neighbors made a little bit less and then they interviewed people that made a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year but they lived in a neighborhood where people made two hundred or two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and those people were significantly unhappier because they made less money than those around, which, you know, basically led to um, someone saying that men don't really desire to be rich. They just want to be richer than the others. And, and that's really what comparison does to us. We are looking around and we are seeing what we don't have, especially with social media. And then we believe that is normal. And so we should have that, too. And that is where the unhappiness and even especially with social media and young people, depression comes in. There is a high correlation between how many hours a person spends on social media and their level of depression. And that's especially uh, around uh, college students, as a study in, in Scotland showed. And, and I think that's something to really be concerned about. Are we comparing ourselves to a fiction, a false reality? And are we assuming in that moment, well, this is how it's supposed to be and this is how we are supposed to be and we cannot measure up? How can we actually get there? And that makes us fundamentally unhappy and discontent. You know, and, and we are really looking at rises of unhappiness and discontent at disproportionate levels right now. Um, you know, the, it, it's like someone said to me the other day, the cat is out of the bag. And what you've kind of, what you, you've talked about and related to today in the show is this constant chattering that goes on in our minds, right? Where right. even when we're not, uh, how do I say it? Because I would love for you to talk about this when we come back from break. Because isn't there the conscious awareness that we are doing it? But then isn't there a subconscious realm to this as well? Uh, I would love to talk with you about this because, you know, consciously we can say, oh, there I go again. And then inside of ourselves, we're not sleeping at night. Because we're having a vision of Bobby Joe who just got her hair done, who's hair done in a way that we wish we did, or something of that nature. But then it goes beyond that. It goes into the workplace. 
It goes into our lives. It goes into our family, our neighborhoods, and our community. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Friedman and Chow, we're going to tell you how to get a copy of his book. We're going to let you all know how to get a free consultation and how to put the end to this obsession that we call comparison to others. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners, award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. Tune in to the hit show Masters Chambers with your trusted friend, Connie Fife. Mondays, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Each week, Connie will connect you with the best of the best thought leaders from around the globe to share their strategies and best practices. Getting better together. To book Connie, visit ConnieFifeSpeaks.com. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. The following audio is via a Skype call.
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is so great to have all of you tuning us in, turning us on. It is great to have you join us here today. I love this. This is where I get to just sit here and listen to my friend and colleague, Dr. Friedman Schaub. For those of you out there, if you've not gotten a copy of his book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, please go ahead and do that. You can go to thefearandanxietysolution.com or you can go to Amazon. You can go anywhere and get a copy of the book. Um, also, uh, before we jump back into this conversation about comparing ourselves, right, um, please let folks know, Dr. Friedman, the best way that they can schedule a free telephone converse- consultation with you and what those consultations are about. Well, the best way is actually through email at uh, info at thefearandanxietysolution.com or you can also just visit the website thefearandanxietysolution.com. Uh, and request a free consultation. It can be Skype, it can be a phone consultation. And in those consultations, we talk about your challenges and also how the work I'm offering can help you overcome them. And many of the people I'm working with are struggling with not only anxiety, but also in general, not feeling they measure up in the world. They Mm -hmm. feel not good enough. They feel somehow that they don't fit in. And, and that blocks them. And uh, it blocks them not only from reaching their goals, but it also blocks them from enjoying life. It feels always upstream. It feels always that there is a struggle. And, uh, and that is something that you mentioned before the break is actually on the subconscious level anchored in. Consciously, we may have all the arguments that tell us, yes, we can succeed. We can feel good about ourselves. But subconsciously, if there is something holding you back, a limiting belief, uh, an imprint from the past, patterns of anxiety and insecurity, they need to be resolved on a subconscious level. We cannot talk ourselves out of it. We need to go to the root. And that's basically what my work is about. And the beauty about working with the subconscious is that it really is allowing you to make changes in a in a very short amount of time. So whatever you have been struggling with, maybe for decades, within a few months, you will be able to overcome that and grow beyond it with the right leverage and the right tools. So if you're interested in something like that, just uh, send us an email. We give you more information about the uh, personal breakthrough and empowerment sessions and also about an upcoming uh, three-month seminar we have, and uh, then we can go from there. Well, and this is part of also getting through the layers of things, too. You know, sometimes we think A is the problem, and it's really not. And we have to address that thing which shows up first and foremost. And that's what I love about the work that you do, because you said it brilliantly. we got to get to the root of it. And that's really my question about, you know, this idea of comparison, and that is getting to the root of it. Um, You and I were talking during the break and, you know, I was saying that I grew up in an environment, especially in sports, where, you know, you're always being compared to somebody else. And then, of course, in the business world, you know, the dreaded performance reviews where you're being compared. And I wanted to, to have you touch upon, you know, this notion of comparison, what's at the conscious level and what's and and what role does the subconscious play? Well, you know, there is certainly a awareness most of us have when we are comparing ourselves. Let's say, for example, you're, you know, you're looking on Facebook on what your ex is doing these ways, these days, <laughs> and you are, 
you know, kind of doing a little stalking there and you see, oh, wow, he or she are so happy and who is that person, you know, on their side and wow, they're actually traveling, all those things we never did. And I mean, it's a little bit like, you know, emotional cutting that you're doing. You're creating a lot of pain. Now, why are we doing it? Because something inside of us feels still unresolved. You know, something inside of us still feels somehow there is a pain that hasn't been addressed. And uh, what our subconscious does, it is often looking for confirming evidence that whatever we believe is actually true. So let's say, for example, you subconsciously believe that you are actually not good enough and that you're not lovable. Consciously, you tell yourself, oh, this was a jerk and I'm glad that, you know, we moved on. But subconsciously, you feel like it was my fault or I was actually not really, you know, good enough for him or her. And and so then you are subconsciously pulled into looking for that evidence that, yeah, you know, uh, this person is better off without me. There is more joy without me, and uh, I don't deserve to be happy. And and that is where the subconscious creates this this pattern of hurting ourselves that doesn't seem to make logical sense. But from the perspective of the subconscious, it makes complete sense because the subconscious needs to feed its beliefs. It's almost like you know you're living in a in a certain reality, and the subconscious needs prove that this reality is still true partially the subconscious does that to protect you you know it's like uh, basically when you are feeling you have enough pain then you won't put yourself out there again into another relationship and getting more pain so when you put yourself self down and you feel actually yeah well i messed up again and it showed again that uh, you know i'm not worthy of love then you're going to be probably more locked into this little tiny place of your life and you won't go out and uh, put yourself into harm's way again. So that's kind of the the deeper uh, interest of the subconscious to create some kind of a protection. But, you know, on, on just looking at the pattern, we have to realize that the subconscious needs our guidance. You know, I, for example was growing up, as I said before, with the belief of somehow not being good enough, actually not being smart enough. Mm -hmm. And throughout my life until, you know, I was uh, working in cardiology in a university hospital in Munich, I really believed I was not as good as the others. And even when I left that career and I moved into another career, I was still looking up on the internet what my colleagues were publishing, what kind of promotions they were getting. Why? Because somehow my subconscious required me to feed the belief of, see, you know, you're not as good as they are. See, they are more successful than they are. And when I realized that this was kind of almost like a, you know, a, a need to have more of this pain. And when I realized every time I did it, I felt actually rather nauseous that I really had to stop myself then you learn also ways to do that. And I want to explain more what we can do to stop ourselves. But realize it's like with everything in the subconscious level or in the subconscious world, the symptom is what we 
notice first, mm -hmm. but then we have to go a little bit deeper and ask ourselves, so what makes that pattern of comparing ourselves really even alive, even possible? And, and those are usually our beliefs, and those beliefs need to be examined and changed. Well, you know, you said something earlier, and I, I, I'm really, really eager to hear how you're going to walk us through this when we come back from break. But the thing that you said earlier I'd love for you to touch upon is, you know, we have symptoms, and I want to go over a few of them with you. Because we, earlier we talked about, or we mentioned depression. And mm -hmm. we don't often think, oh, depression, oh, comparison, right? We think, oh, depression, life-altering experience, right? A loss, a death. But we don't always connect the continual reinforcement of comparison and not being good enough. And, you know, can you just talk a little bit about the relationship of that? Because I think depression has this, you know, this kind of mask around it that says, oh, you know what, maybe you had to have this life-threatening thing happen. But that's not always the case, is it? Let's go to a quick break, Mr. Benny, right. when we come back. I think, I think it's like, wait for it, wait for yeah. it, wait for it. All right, we'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn takes everyday aspects of life and infuses them with the magic of soul and passion to help others. She wants to help you next. Lynn offers a myriad of spiritual healing from chakra clearing, aura healing to even corporate and business readings. Bring your game face and visit letter R, letter U, intuit.com or call 844-LETTER-B-INTUIT. Tune in to Prescience Life Radio with host Mia Simone. Mia is devoted to sharing her extensive knowledge on the invisible worlds of energy. Join Mia and discover the science of intuition and connect with your greatest gift. Start living in your potential today and every day by opening up to the power of inner knowledge. To learn more about Mia, visit presciencelife.com. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. Tune in to the hit show Masters Chambers with your trusted friend, Connie Fife. Mondays, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Each week, Connie will connect you with the best of the best thought leaders from around the globe to share their strategies and best practices. Getting better together. To book Connie, visit ConnieFifeSpeaks.com. 
My dream is to end homelessness. My passion is living a green life. My dream is to end poverty. My passion is volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer. My dream is to leave a better world for my children. We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basili is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world. To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. The following audio is via a Skype call. The heart is a blue. Shoots up through the stony ground. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. A lot to talk about. You know, this is the empowered self benefits of comparing yourself to others. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, what does this mean in, in our society? How do we understand the symptoms? What do we look for? And then Dr. Friedman's going to show us, you know, the more positive ways of self-comparison, what we can do with this. And how do we move beyond it? Uh, before the break, we were talking about, you know, signs or symptoms or things that show up to kind of give us clues, Dr. Friedman, about the fact that this is going on. And you did a beautiful job of talking about the subconscious. And so I would love for you to talk a little bit about, you know, how these comparison experience lead us down a dark hole. But you know, are there ways for us to look at more positive ways of self-comparison? And, and, and what are the benefits from that? Well, I think we have to distinguish between three different kinds of comparing yourself. So the first one is the one that doesn't make you feel good. That's the one when you look up at that what you don't have, or as you mentioned, go into this winning or losing mode. You know, this idea of, well, I'm either being the one who wins it all, or I'm not worth mentioning. And so there is a comparison that basically buys into this idea that life is a competition, a competition that needs to be won. It's not a journey. It's not your experience. It's not something that makes you ultimately grow into who you're supposed to be. It's, it's all about that battle of that winning or losing idea. And then I think that what comparison also feeds into this uh, this idea of having to win or being the loser. And I think that's where we have to look at our symptoms, our signs. I mentioned looking on the internet. I mentioned, uh, you know, maybe also looking at what other people are making, what they're earning. You know, the neighbor buys a new car and immediately your comparing mind goes, how can he afford this and why can't I? And so when you notice that you go into this little spiral of looking at someone or something outside of you and immediately putting yourself down, what you need to do is to actually stop yourself, which is sometimes you know, easier said than done, and then realize 
what it is that you're doing. What you're doing is basically making an unfair assessment of yourself and your life. You know, so many people, I talked to a client the other day uh, that, like many others, say, you know, basically I'm 60 years old and my life was a complete failure. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I I don't really have uh, a stellar career. I don't really have a, you know, to the brim filled 401k. I don't have a husband. I don't have children. I don't have my own house and a mortgage. So everything what I'm supposed to do I don't have and therefore my life is actually pretty much a failure now the unfairness of this comparison is that this woman has grown and evolved over the last 20 years so dramatically out of very difficult circumstances with many traumas she has managed to keep her heart open and managed to really care about a mother that really didn't care about her when she was a child. She managed to start a career as a counselor and a coach and help many people with her own experiences. She has managed to do things you know, out of the box where she has been reaching out to people on TV because she was noticing that there was something they, you know, didn't do right. And so she just sent a letter and said, you know, you shouldn't argue so much on The Voice or something like this. Right, you know, things right. where you just think like, this is an inspirational person. This is a person who is a, a, a lighthouse in our life. And she has all reason to feel good about herself and to be proud of her accomplishments. But the comparison and this idea, there are certain things we are supposed to accomplish, certain things on a checklist we have to mark off, otherwise your life wasn't really worthwhile. That is what creates a deep sense of unhappiness inside of her. And I think we can, most of us relate to that, that we don't really look at how much do I actually feel happiness or how much do I really feel I have learned and evolved versus saying how much have I really accomplished or how much status or recognition have I gained. That is where the comparison needs to shift to what are my inner values versus comparing yourself with external values. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that you're, you're also going to talk about and share with us too is, you know, trying to figure this out. Now, I know for, for many of us, I mean, it has been a long and winding road to try to do some of this ourselves. Um, and the reason that I say that is because it's so hard to just see ourselves, right? You know, it, at least for me, it's been hard to really truly see myself and not really get down to the root. And so most of the time, our friends and our family can see us way better than we see ourselves. But you had mentioned earlier that there are some positive aspects of this. And I think you just shared a story uh, a, a little bit about that. I don't think you're saying not to look at things with a, you know, with an eye that, you know, has us say, hmm, you know, what do I think of this or that? That's not what you're saying. That's not the kind of comparison you're talking about here. No, I mean, what I'm saying in terms of, comparison that makes us feel good there you know there there's one which is pretty obvious and i'm not totally subscribing to that although there are apparently 
studies that uh, subscribe that this comparison is uh, can actually be fairly helpful in certain circumstances, and that is looking at people that are worse off than we are. And there was a guy from India that once said, uh, you know, that basically in India people are much more happier than in the Western world because they tend to more compare themselves to those who have less and we in the Western world do more the other way around. And so they you know, always feel a little bit better about themselves. But that can also lead easily in feeling superior or having a little condescending attitude. So unless you really are feeling there is compassion involved with those that have less and you feel like grateful and appreciative of what you have, which can be then a positive energy, it's not necessarily the first thing I would go to. But then there is a comparison with his, and that's a key, without any judgment. And that's what makes a difference between the comparison that hurts us and the comparison that can benefit us. If you are thinking about, let's say, for example, you are you know, a, a tennis player and you are seeing uh, you know, someone playing just masterfully on the court. Well, you can look at this person and tell yourself, oh, I will never be like this. Oh, my God, look at this physique and look about this mat, this uh, surf and so on. And, and then you can just, you know, beat yourself up or you can ask yourself, what is it about this person that I actually can learn from, what I can actually take in, what I can model to at least be similar or maybe even as good as that person on the court. And that is where there is no urge to say, oh, I should have exactly the same uh, skills as this other person, or that, as I said, criticism that is kind of, uh, you know, again, making us feel bad and putting us down. When there is just a curiosity, a wondering, and a belief that, well, ultimately, if I learn a certain strategy or a certain way of being, a certain way of behaving from someone else who is a master in that what I want to grow into, I have certainly the resources inside to get there. And that is really something I find incredibly inspiring because there are people out there that we deeply admire, people that went through adversities, people that... You know, I often work with uh, clients that have physical problems and they come to me with the you know, desperation of having read on the Internet that, you know, basically there's nothing anyone can do. And, and I always tell them, well, look for people that actually have been able to heal themselves. Try to connect to those that actually have been able to make a difference or found the resources to outgrow certain challenging situations and try to learn from them. What do they do? How do they think? What is their approach? How do they maybe eat? Or what do they put into their mind to get there? And when you do this, you will actually see that everyone can be a teacher for you. The people that you used to compare yourself with, that you felt you know, bad about because you're not like them, all of a sudden they are not the enemy they're actually teachers and there will be you also a teacher to others because there are many people that probably compare themselves to you and so then it's actually a mutual beneficial relationship and not a relationship that built on you have to win you have to have once over otherwise you know you're a loser 
Yeah. And, you know, this is really kind of interesting because we walk around making comparisons and we're and, you know, we talked about this earlier. You know, we talked about the idea that we look at others and, you know, openly we hear this now with uh, people, not just in the social media, but people in in those modes of comparison. The whole idea of looking at somebody and, and calling them a loser was never in existence. 20 years ago. I mean, we wouldn't even be joking about that, right, Dr. Friedman? And then now all of a sudden there are multi-generational uh, groups of people that jokingly tease each other about lo- being a loser as if it has no impact. And, you know, the very nature in that of saying to someone, loser, right, it automatically says not only are you comparing yourself to them, but there's got to be something right inside of oneself that is projecting that uh, that out there in the world of never really feeling like they could accomplish something. And so how do we move beyond this idea of comparison so we can truly emerge as the people or the person that we were, tr- we were meant to be? Well, you know, it's definitely this uh, changing of that mindset around comparison, which I think uh, not condemning it necessarily, but really using it for our benefit. And, you know, let's say, for example, one of the, the, the first steps to take is to no longer buy into the losing, winning competition uh, paradigm, but really say, okay, if I'm going to approach life from today on. I will see it as the journey I'm on. I'm going to see it as the adventure. I'm going to see it as that uh, basically opportunity for me to grow and evolve. In that moment, there is no winner or loser. There is no only information you can get. And then you're going to see something and something inside of you says, well, isn't that person better or don't they have a, a better life or are they not more successful? And then you can, of course, ask yourself, well, what does that mean about me? Does that mean I can never be like this person? Does it even mean that I want to be like this person? Or does it simply mean that something inside of me needs a little reassurance that says, well, you know what? This is all wonderful, but that's not what I'm aiming for. I would love to drive a Ferrari, but it's not necessarily what I want because I'm happy to have my four kids in a minivan. And in the Ferrari, that would only be, you know, me and maybe the little toddler. And that's it. That fits not really into my lifestyle. You know, really also seeing the comparison as an opportunity to get back on your priorities and really get stronger about the feeling of, well, what I have is actually what I chose to have. And that is actually enough for me and I can appreciate it and I can enjoy it and I can feel proud of it. Sometimes the contrast can actually be helpful to be more committed to what is rather than feeling so pulled into what isn't. And, And so comparison also in that regard can be a benefit because you can feel more, okay, I know there is this, you know, guy who has this, girlfriend who is 20 years younger and he seems to be all happy and uh, and has everything he wants but right now I can actually look at my relationship and really appreciate the history we have and how we can look eye to eye and how we can feel connected throughout those years and you can bring yourself back to what makes you truly happy and fulfilled so I think comparison is just information 
that we can learn from, that we can learn to appreciate from, that we can learn to let go from. It's just us who will have to decide what to yeah. do with that information. Well, and you know, this is why I like talking about this with you is because there is an end game to this. And you know, what's what I'd love for you to chat about, uh, and we'll go ahead and skip the next break, is what I'd love for you to chat about is, you know, how does this idea, this compat you know, this this idea of comparison, what is the vision that it's holding us back from? And what can we expect when we make a determination to really work on the root cause? You know, because most of the time we're looking at, you know, being stuck. We hear that word over and over and over and over again. But something like comparison, which seems, how should I say it, like the new normal in our society, is perhaps at the root cause of this. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about you know, what's possible, what are some of the processes, what are some of the things that you, you know, you could do to help people move beyond all of this? You know, I, I think about a client of mine who had uh, a really strong case of comparison because, like me, he also grew up in, a, in an environment where comparison was just a, a way to motivate him and uh, and that just stuck with him even into his 50s when he had a very successful career, but somehow always felt that, well, these colleagues are more liked by the boss and they are more somehow productive or efficient. And the, the others have more, you know, like say a bigger house or anything that he could somehow f make him feel not good enough about he used to reinforce that belief and it really brought him to his knees because from feeling first you know motivated and driven and trying harder but because there was never really any end to it like you said he got more hopeless more anxious more insecure and he couldn't enjoy anything in his life anymore so what we did in this work was basically starting at the root so where does this come from where does this need to compare and measure up come from and ultimately it came from that feeling that if he doesn't do it he is not loved he's not liked his parents were very clear that there are certain conditions for him to be accepted not that they really wanted to put pressure on him in this way and make him feel bad they did the best they could they had the idea that this is what he needs to really get to the success he deserves but for him as a sensitive person, he took it very personally and he fundamentally felt only if I have a certain level of success, I'm acceptable and I'm lovable. And so we were working on a subconscious level on that pain that he was carrying with him for a long time, on that confusion on why the parents did what they were doing. And we were literally resolving all this emotional baggage on his history in one session because that's what's possible on a subconscious level so that he finally felt like resolved that the subconscious finally had a clean slate the past was no longer bleeding into the present it was actually done and now after he had that kind of reboot on a subconscious level he could actually decide 
what are my values? What is important to me? What do I believe is success? And how can I actually see myself clearly as a good, lovable person? And so he widened his perspective and let all the good things in. He was a great father of four kids. He was an outstanding member of his community. He was a devout uh, spiritual person who really was only eager to do good in the world. And he was even someone who was still very deeply caring about his family, even though he felt always that they didn't really care that much about him. So all the things that he did kind of take for granted or ignored, he was able to finally let in. And then we defined and redefined his version of himself, his identity, and and really made him have a you know kind of a mission statement for himself what kind of person he is and what he wants to grow into and from that on everything seemed to flow so much easier everything seemed to be just like you know of course i am very productive at work but i don't really worry so much if my boss likes me or not and i don't really worry so much whether my colleagues are better or not i'm just going to do my job and from that sense of feeling grounded and centered and feeling i'm the creator of my own reality Actually, his performances excelled and he got more recognition than ever before. And he was able to actually have everything, a bigger house and a girlfriend and everything he wanted to because he felt much more it came from within, from a fullness. I want to share this with the world versus feeling there is a lack. And I always have to somehow prove to myself that I'm lacking or prove to myself that I'm not lacking. Either way, the lack was driving him in the past now there was a greater sense of self that was actually driving him and uh, and that's the change that is possible when we are working in the subconscious uh, on the subconscious level so even if you feel stuck yeah you are not stuck there is just something that is still in the need for you to be addressed or resolved there is something that needs to be rebuilt and redefined and then you're able to see yourself and the world in a much wider perspective, in a, in a perspective that's actually much more real and honoring what is, which is life is full of possibilities. Most of the times when we are stuck, and I include myself, we have one idea on how things are supposed to be. We have a very limited idea on what we can do. And so we are hitting the head against the wall and somehow wonder why there is no opening. But when we are having a wider perspective, we can actually see, well, there are actually other things that are important or other ways to get there. And then all of a sudden, rather than being in resistance, we actually can let go and be more in the flow. And with that right leverage, we can actually get to where we want to be. Yeah, I love this because what we're really uh, talking about here today is giving people a doorway, a portal to create a new sense of freedom. And I want to talk about freedom for a minute if we could uh, because there is an energy around comparison, right, Dr. Friedman? There is an energy around comparison which literally um, entraps us in a prison of our own making. And it is, it is really a loss of empowerment, isn't it? See, we think comparison is a gateway to freedom or comparison is a gateway to stay on top of our game, right? 
right? Comparison is that thing that's going to get us to the place where we know we can stay one step ahead. But yet, isn't the reality we're creating more and more shackles, you know, a prison of our own making? Well, again, this is depending on whether you have comparison used as a, as a way of judging others or judging yourself or whether you use comparison to be inspired. Because if we are getting inspired by other people, by really feeling like, yes, this is actually a person, maybe there is a person who feels really free or really confident. And, you know, how many people do you inspire with what you are sharing and what you are doing in your stories. And there is a choice we have to look at people like you and comparing ourselves. Oh, I had never this courage. Oh, I could never do this. And I could never be so eloquent. Or we could say, wow, how does she do this? <laughs> and if she can do it, I can learn to do it as well. That is the difference. So, you know, I don't, this is what I feel is so important about anything. We always like to live in this world of duality and feel like, well, there is, it's either good or it's bad. There needs to be a label on it. But like everything, we can look at it from different angles and we can actually use it to our benefit. You know, like fire, we can burn it or we can cook a nice schnitzel on it. It's just yeah. up to us what we want to do with it. And comparison is the same thing. So, if you feel you have your eye always, you know, over the fence at your neighbors, if you feel that you often observe people on what they're doing, try to use what you're doing actually to your benefit by being curious on A, do I really want what they have? Or am I actually able to feel more gratitude and appreciation for what I have? And B, is there anything for me to learn from? Is that person the teacher that I really want to follow? And that's a really interesting question also for the teenagers or the young people that may feel like sometimes, you know, they compare themselves to the cool ones and the, the rebels or the ones that are really just over the top. And, and then you ask yourself, is that really who I want to be? And is that really the teacher for me that can guide me forward on my life to greater happiness and fulfillment? And, and often you may say, well, it looks cool and certainly gets a lot of recognition, but it's really not what I want to be. And it's certainly not someone that I feel can teach me a lot. And, and it just takes the edge off. And then it can also help you to maybe focus on something that really is more in alignment with yourself and your path. Wow. What a great show. Dr. Friedman, would you please give people information, how they can find out more about you, schedule time with you, and anything else that uh, will help them change their lives for good? So just go to thefearandanxietysolution.com. You can find a lot of information about the work I'm offering and also really find some uh, self-empowering tools that can get you connected to your subconscious, can give you already some, you know, really positive things to do that make you realize that you don't have to be stuck and you can actually change yourself on a, on a profound root cause level. And if you want to do some individual work, if you're interested in really getting your life and yourself to the next levels of joy, happiness, fulfillment, then uh, fill out the form on the website or send an email at info 
at thefearandanxietysolution.com and we will send your information about the personal breakthrough. Work if you're interested in really getting your life and yourself to the next levels of joy, happiness, fulfillment, then uh, fill out the form on the website or send an email at info at thefearandanxietysolution.com and we will send your information about the personal breakthrough and empowerment program and we can send if you're interested and uh, set up an a free consultation. I love it. Dr. Friedman Schaub, everyone, thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time. 